The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I hope you're having a great day. This is your radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So I want you to stay tuned in today to this interesting show, and I'm sure... What you'll learn will be valuable information to you on your transformation journey. You can download this discussion with my guest today as it is archived immediately after the show. I am here each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I invite you to tune in each week. Well, I have in my studio today my guest, Ms. Cookie Johnson, who will share her transformation for success story and how she rose to success in her own right with a high-profile partner. This talented woman will tell us about her passion to help others, her purpose, her love for God, and her role as a committed wife, mother, and savvy businesswoman who created her own clothing line. So you are welcome to send your comments and feedback at info at transformationforsuccess.com. You can also uh, access my website at www.transformationforsuccess.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. You'll find more information about me, my life empowerment seminars, coaching sessions for individuals and groups, my webinars and networking events. You know, listeners, each week I wake up passionate about the opportunity to share with you the transformation stories of the lives of men and women to give you information that you can use for your lives more successfully. And these individuals share with you their messages of hope and encouragement. My mission simply is to make a difference in the lives of others because I firmly believe that integrating and feeding the spirit, soul, and body of individuals is the key to transforming one's life for greater personal and professional success. Remember, this is a show for everyone around the globe, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. So each week, you will be empowered, inspired, challenged, and energized to action by the empowerment commentary that I provide each week and to hear the amazing journeys of successful individuals from all walks of life and professions and many interesting guests from around the globe. Thank you for your emails and words of encouragement. I appreciate hearing from you, so keep on emailing those questions and comments to me. Today's show is about a woman of purpose, passion, and commitment in today's trying world. So 
I'm pleased to welcome Miss Cookie Johnson. Hi there, Cookie. Hi, Barbara. How are you? I am excited to have you on the show. I really am. And I'm trying to keep it cool, keep it cool, because you are such <laughs> a, <laughs> you are such a wonderful person. And I've had such an opportunity to watch you and to see you from a very up close, let's say up close and personal view, and know that you are mm-hmm. truly a wonderful, wonderful person. But today Thank you. I I want to share with our listeners uh, that today, Cookie, you are a devoted philanthropist, child advocate, and spokesperson for women's health. You also serve as secretary to the board of directors for the Magic Johnson Foundation. And I know you've been involved with the development of the foundation's goals and helping the social and educational needs of those people who are residing in underserved communities. So I want to congratulate you for the work and compliment you for the work that you're doing to help so many others. And again, it's a pleasure to have you on the program today to really, really share with people. So first of all, I want uh, the listeners to know a little bit about Cookie, because this is about you and where you were born. What was your childhood like growing up? So share with us today. Well, Barbara, I was um, born in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had a, you know, it was, it was, you know, what do you call it? It was an, it was a, a life of, we, where we thought that we were happy and, and had everything we needed. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as a kid, you, you, you just think that, you know, your, your parents are everything and that you, right. you know, you are just as rich as everybody else. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we had a, um, yeah, a, a very modest growing up, uh, mm-hmm. especially when we were in Alabama. Um, and, um, you know, my dad got jobs whenever he could. And, you mm-hmm. know, my mom would pitch in and help whenever she could, you know, so we had a very modest um, upbringing. And then when I was about six years old, we moved to uh, Detroit. Because it was oh, when, wow. uh, you know, the automobile industry was hiring and my, my dad moved to, you know, get a better job so that he could, you know, provide a little better for his family. Right. Uh, and so that's where I grew up. I grew up in Detroit, uh, went to high school, uh, elementary school, high school, everything in Detroit, um, and then went on to go to Michigan State University. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then that, from I Michigan mean, that's State, wonderful. Uh, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then from Michigan State, I uh, I went, I graduated and moved to Toledo, Ohio, because I, I had gotten a Bachelor of Science degree in retelling of clothing and textiles, um, and I was interested in the clothing industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I moved to um, Toledo, Ohio to work for um, a store called the Lion Store, which was part of the Mercantile Group, because I wanted to be a buyer. And that was what my major was, and, and it was... Um, you know, and, and it was a, a, a dream of mine since I was probably like 10 years old. Um, and that's and um, yeah, and so it took me a while, you know, starting off as an intern to work my way up. Uh, I lived there for seven years and I worked my way up to being a buyer. And I bought dresses and bridal gowns. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Cookie, so, um, what, that's first what of it all, was like growing up. <laughs> When when you yeah. were, um, I'm backing up a little bit because this is really great. From Alabama to Detroit, the Detroit, Michigan yeah. State to Ohio, that whole migration you had, thing, you know, you have had quite an interesting background. But you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you that in your high school years uh, in Detroit, 
did you think you were smart? Now, the reason why I ask that, because one of the things that when we talk to women, uh, a lot of women don't feel they were very smart. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask that yeah. question. Did you think you were smart or knew you were smart and had an opportunity to go it's, on to college? Yeah, this is interesting that you asked that question, because I totally understand that. And it's really, it sounds like a weird question, but I totally get it. You know, mm-hmm. coming from a women's perspective, and right. especially this was probably that this was the '70s, um, and so especially in Detroit, you know, um, mm-hmm. most people, most families in Detroit um, grew up uh, being family, you know, children of people who worked in the automobile factory because it was, you know, a booming industry at the time, and that was right. a great means of income, and so generations and generations of people would, you know grow up and then go into the factory because that's kind of like what their parents did and that's what they did. Right. Um, so, no, there was, I did not have a lot of high ex- expectations um, when I was in high school. I actually thought I went to a school that was a trade school. So at our school, they taught you a trade so that when you graduated, you could get a job. So there uh-huh. were a couple of areas that you could, you know, uh, decide uh, that to, co- to do your concentration of study in, and that was uh, commercial foods, tailoring, or mm-hmm. uh, workshop. Wow. That's what our school mainly was for. I mean, we, we did, they did the educational piece, but they were really training kids to go out and get a job. And so for me, going to school, I actually never intended on going to college uh, until my senior year. Um, and and I, I thought, oh, I'll just end up, you know, working in the fashion mm-hmm. industry somewhere and, you know, learn how to sew and, and create, you know, design stuff and maybe, you know, work. You know, the thing right. the most I thought I could do is, is maybe manage a store one day. <laughs> and, you know, and it's interesting because I, I actually got good grades and I, I um, you know, I worked hard mm-hmm. to get good grades. But again, I wasn't I wasn't dreaming of college. And it wasn't until a friend of mine who mm-hmm. was definitely college-bound, because that's where her mother had trained her from the very beginning, said, you need to come go to college with me. So you come, let's sit down and let's, you know, fill out these applications, and you're going to go to college. And I'm like, I, I can't even see myself in college. First of all, I never thought I was smart enough. And second of all, you know, I knew that it, co- it cost money to go to college. Right. And I knew we didn't right. have it. Um, because by that time, my parents had gotten divorced when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. my mom had to go work for the first time, and she was just working at J.C. Penney's trying to support us. And, you know, so I started working at 16 because um, what I saw from her was that if you if there was anything you wanted, you had to get up and go work hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mind was all about let me train myself so I can get a good job, you know? Yeah. But, but as it turned out, um, I, I listened to my friend, and I, I filled out those applications, and I actually was accepted into college, Michigan State University. It and I was thing. so <laughs> surprised. And it's so funny because when I went home and told my parents, my mom was just like, really? You're going to college? <laughs> she did not expect me to do that. <laughs> and then I was like, well, if you want to go, let's figure it out. And so the next step was to fill, fill out all the financial aid, you know. And at uh-huh. that time, um, I can't remember who the president was. I think it was Carter. And they had just, you know, uh, issued all those grants for the kids to go to college. Right. And I, I qualified for them. And that's the only way I made it to college. But you see, God was looking over you then, Cookie, and knowing oh, yeah. your destiny. Isn't it interesting how we look back and see 
that the things that happened to us, the, co- the student who was college-bound convinced you to go, mm-hmm. and then you get accepted in Michigan State, which is still one of the premier institutions in the United States. Yes. Now, did, did you have – share with us just a few because, again, for women who are out there listening, that it's not too hard and that with the, some of the trials and challenges that you had when you were in college, and how did you overcome them? It, you know, it, yeah, it was very interesting because, you know, after trying to figure out how to pay for it, you know, um, mm-hmm. we go there. And, I, again, I mentioned that um, I grew up in Detroit. Well, Detroit was a chocolate city. <laughs> so <laughs> when we went to Michigan State, I had never seen so many white people before in my life. <laughs> and we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> Are, are we going to be able to survive this? You know, like, I don't, what are they, you know, are they <laughs> what going are they going to think of like, me? How am I going to fit in? Huh? You know, like if they would be prejudiced toward us, but uh-huh. it was college students, you know, and, and as I soon found out, you know, college students were college students. We, we were, we weren't, uh, seg- you know, segregated at all. And, and, you know, they were, there were nice people and there were people that weren't so nice. So, right, you know, you right. just learned how to deal with it. And the other thing is, um, you know, I, I didn't feel like uh, once I found out very quickly that our school did not prepare me well for college. Okay. Um, you know, like like during the course of high school, maybe I might have written, you know, one paper per, you know, year or per semester. And when we got there, they were like a paper a week, you know, and it was like, right. oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And preparing to study and, and learning how to study for a test. You know, those tests we took in high school, they were easy to study for. These, you know, they, they, you really had to sit down and think. And, you know, they, they just really did not prepare us. And so we were just, like, thrown into the fire. And it was hard at first. And it was, it was you know, it, it, it made, it, you, you really, like, lost your confidence for a while. And um, I remember my one friend, she, she went home after, you know, like, for fall semester. She, she, she couldn't handle it, so she went home. But she oh, got wow. herself together and uh, came back, um, like, the, the following. She took a semester off, and the following mm-hmm. semester she came back. And I just hung in there. I just tried to figure it out little by little, you know, make friends, uh, you know, get study buddies, you know, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to professors. and go. I, I had to learn how to go talk to a professor after class and say, I really didn't understand this. Can you help me? And that was hard. You know, being young, you don't, you're not used to reaching out to people like that. Right. Um, right. And you're, you're a little intimidated by those professors. So, yeah, we, it, was, it was difficult at first. And, you know, I had to learn my way around it. But mm-hmm. I was determined that I was not going to go back home. I had made it that far. And, I, and I, you know, I'm one of those people, once I set a goal for myself, I have to achieve it just to prove it to myself. <laughs> so I had to find a way to, you know, maneuver right. through that. And, um, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, I did and, and it went really well. And, and thank God I, I was able to graduate. <laughs> and you graduated in four years too. <laughs> yeah. Four, four years in a semester. I had to add an extra semester on there. But that's okay. Yeah. You did it. You did. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you. One of the things I think, you know, Cookie, when people probably look at, looked at you and coming from Detroit um, and from the way you appear, soft-spoken, you don't come across mm-hmm. like you're very, very assertive or aggressive. Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't. Uh, so that to think that you had that tenacity in you. 
to say, I yeah. am not quitting. I am going to stay here. Where do you think that came from? I don't really? know. I think maybe I, maybe I had a little bit of stubbornness in me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, my mother's always told me that, but I guess I guess it's true. <laughs> I was just, good. I don't know. I just was not going to sit down and be defeated. And, you know, you're right. I do have those, that, the, those personality traits, but there's, a, there's also a, a part of me that, like, I just raise up. Sometimes when um, I'm determined to do a thing and something gets in my way. That's and, wonderful. You know, That's I just, admirable. I just plow ahead step by step. Well, truly, I think a lot of women need to hear that, too, and men. I'm not just uh, prejudiced against men because men listen to this show as well. But to know that you need to really be tough within yourself and know yourself and know that you can do it. And I, I really admire that. Uh, that you, and that's why I don't know why I asked that question. Do you think you were smart? But did you ever yeah. dream? <laughs> did you ever dream too that you would have such a high-profile life? <laughs> Here's this girl from Detroit. No, uh, no, it's really funny. No, no, no. And it's really funny because my husband and I, we were just um, where were we at? Oh, we were at the Sparks game this weekend, and mm-hmm. he looked at me while we were sitting. He's like. Did you ever imagine that we would be sitting here on the on the court side, you know, you know, with a big smile on our faces because we're part owners of of a basketball team, you know, and you know, of course, all the other things that he owns. But it's like every now and then we we have to stop and pinch ourselves and go, we can't believe it, you know, two kids from Michigan who grew <laughs> up with nothing because he had a very similar background, you know, his dad worked in the factory also. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they, it was worse for them cause it was so many more kids. It was only three of us, but you know, it was almost 10 of them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's every, it's really amazing. Like sometimes we have to sit back and laugh, you know, it's like, Oh my God. And then we also, we also mm-hmm. know that, you know, if it had not been for God oh, and yeah. we know that, that he is the one that brought us this far. And, you know, and made all of this possible. And so, you know, we always have to make sure that we stop and say thank you to him for that. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you two are known as a power couple. And what I'm seeing, too, from what you're sharing, that would you agree being a, a partnership and that you had a lot in common, that you're both, as you put it, two people from Detroit, similar backgrounds. Do you think that possibly that's the glue that keeps relationships together or maybe describing your partnership? You know, I really do. I think because we have similar backgrounds, you know, I, I can I know where he's coming from a lot of times with things. And uh-huh. I mean, it helps bring about a common ground, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And even when I know, like, sometimes if, you know, he gets upset about something, you know, um, it's really funny because I, I can kind of I, I can kind of figure it out because of that, if that makes uh-huh. any sense. No, um, it does. You know, it and, does. Uh-huh. yeah, especially when he's when he's dealing with certain things like these high-powered meetings and high-powered you know, execs mm-hmm. that he has to deal with, you know, um, I, can, I, can, I can understand where he's coming from sometimes with, you know, um, you know, when, when he has challenges with that. But, 
And then also and that's great. in raising our kids, you know, when it comes to raising kids, you know, you have, you know, a lot of similarities there. You have a lot of the same values. And, you know, both of us came up with a, a big work ethic because we okay. didn't have anything. And mm-hmm. we also, mm-hmm. we saw our parents work really hard to get what little, little bit we had. And in, mm-hmm. in order to do that, we know that that was only possible by working very hard and by mm-hmm. not quitting. You know, and that that's one thing that we both had in common, and and we, you know, we set our um, sort of our morals and values for our kids and for our family, you know, on some mm-hmm. of those values and some of that, those. And that's uh, good. I, I yeah. think you know, I've yeah. often thought that uh, couples that have similar backgrounds, same values, uh, make it. Because uh, in the long road, marriage, working a, a partnership, and I call it a partnership, it's not easy. But it is much mm-hmm. easier when you come from the same values, similar backgrounds. And Cookie, you being the kind of person that you are, to be able to have that stick to which I heard you say, that not willing mm-hmm. to give up, uh, that means that you're there to inspire uh, him. And I'm sure that's what's kept him going. But this is not about yeah. him. It's about you, really. How would you, how do you, you, you personally keep it together, uh, juggling, you know, the role of a wife, a mother, a career professional, and all the things that you do? Because how do you manage <laughs> all of that? <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> you know, I try not to get too overwhelmed. And, you know, I always have that principle of one day at a time, you know, like sit down and figure it out one step at a time, whatever it is you're doing, you know, try to step back from the situation when you get too overwhelmed and, and you know, make a plan, have a plan, um, and then tackle it one thing at a time. Uh, that that really is my philosophy. But I also, um, you know, to me, the base of who I am is my my spirit and, you know, God's spirit in me and that, you know, I, I gain my strength from him. And then, you know, I'm, I'm always on my knees praying when, you know, difficult times come and, you know, I help him, you know, using the word of God, guide me through these things and help direct and guide me. And, and to me, that, that is a huge part of who I am and a huge part of the way I live my life. Well, listen, you should be giving some lessons to some other folks. <laughs> probably people have probably told you that uh, because you're such an inspiration in how you handle your life. Uh, I personally mm-hmm. am one of your great admirers, really. Um, now, what inspired you? Well, I'm going to say this, too, because, Cookie, you've had what I would say a great success journey uh, in your life of transformation. To hear this girl from Detroit uh, tough enough to say, look, uh, not thinking I'm college bound. You go to college, you graduate from college, you have a career, you wanted to be a buyer. You actually started working uh, in your career as a buyer. In your success journey, what is the one life lesson that you remember you can share as you look back on your life t- to this day? What is the one lesson that you could share? Are you watching? Um, <laughs> yeah, the same thing I've been saying all along, work ethic, hard work okay. ethic, you know, um, and that if there's anything out there you want, that the best way to get that is hard work. Uh, and I also believe that you have to have a plan and a vision for where you want to go and what do you want to do. And then once you have that vision, then you got to come up with a plan to get there. 
And it's very important to plan, you know, and just not, you know, run out there and just try to, you know, tackle everything all at once because it's not going to happen. You have to be strategic. You have to be smart about it. Um, you know, so you start off with a vision and, you, and then you come up with a plan to help you get to that vision. Uh, and, that, and, and to me, true. and then behind that is hard work to get there. Um, again, I, I, when I saw when my parents divorced, my mom never worked until they divorced. And when mm-hmm. they divorced and she had three little kids, we weren't little, but she had three kids still, you know, to take care of. And um, even though my dad was always in our lives and he helped out as much as possible, she had to, she had to learn now she's got to, you know, support the family. And oh, yeah. she did it. What a shock. It was hard for her, but she did it. She didn't fight it. She yes. figured it out, you know, and then, you know, she worked it out. And, and somehow we all we all adjusted and, you know, and then we all kicked in. My sister and I both. We realized, okay, when we got of age, we got to get a job so we can help contribute and we can, you know, at least support ourselves. Like, mom, you know, when I wanted to graduate from high school, I wanted the high school mm-hmm. ring. I wanted to go on the uh, high school trip. You know, all that and the cap and gown. And mom said, you know, I can't afford that. You know, I can maybe Mm -hmm. pay for the cap and gown. That's all I can do. And that's when it hit me like, okay, how else am I going to get this? I need to get a job. (laughs) So it's work ethic, you know. I, I, you know, I've met your mom and she looks great. <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> oh, she looks great for someone who's, you know, had to get out there and work hard. And I know you're very proud of her and she mm-hmm. is very proud of you and what you've accomplished. What has been a low point, would you say, that was in your business or professional life? And how did you successfully get out of it? Because Cookie, I tell you, there are things that happen to us in life. And uh, what was one of your lowest points? And I think after about uh, two years, two and a half years, three years of business, um, I had decided that I needed to change partners. And that was a pretty low point. And I I almost thought, okay, well, maybe I need to give up the business. But um, instead of doing that, again, you know me. I'm like, I am <laughs> yep. determined to reach this goal and, you know, continue my dream. Uh, so I found a way, you know, um, to peacefully leave one place and, and find, I found a new place. And then we started right back up. Um, it wasn't hard. I mean, it wasn't easy. It was hard. It was very um, hard and very um, strenuous. But Again, I didn't let it overwhelm me. Anytime I get overwhelmed, I take a step back, and then I try to figure out a plan and go, okay, one step at a time, we can do this. You know, like the little engine that could get up that hill, little little <laughs> by little, tuck, tuck, tuck. That's what I do. And, you know, I found a new partner. We started back up, you know, and we're doing well and, you know, going on and trying to do other things, you know. Hold that thought, Cookie. We're going to have to take a quick break and but listeners will be right back with my interview a woman of purpose passion commitment in today's world with miss cookie johnson so stay tuned of 
anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you feel alone even when you are surrounded by others? Do you feel that there is sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and plenty of other curveballs thrown at her by life. She'll help you every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanki. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanki can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The pressures of work, home, and personal life exerts its toll on us on a daily basis. Yet, it feels risky to let others see what lies beneath the facade, let alone talk about it. What would be possible if we could connect with each other at a deeper level, in the place where our shared humanity lies? Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadek to discover how to do this in your own life. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with Dr. Barbara Young and with my guest today, Ms. Cookie Johnson, who is a devoted philanthropist, child advocate, and spokesperson for women's health. I am delighted that she's on the show today and we're having quite a discussion. So if you missed it, you can archive the show immediately later today. So Cookie, back to you again. We were talking about 
one life lesson, low point in your business or personal life, and how you got out of that situation. And that was great. One of the things that will segue into what inspired you to become this devoted philanthropist and advocate for children today? And then we're going to talk about your business, too. You're a spokesperson for women's health. How has this experience been for you personally? And what do you see as the number one issue, health issue for women today? Um, I think heart disease, um, stroke, and cancer are three of the top mm-hmm. Um yeah, the three of the top reasons why a lot of women, you know, we're losing a lot of women today. And I think all of those things, you know, uh, except for maybe the cancer part, you know, really attribute back to you've got to lead a healthy lifestyle. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, so when we, you know, our foundation, when we go out and we speak to people, and we speak to women, um, a lot of times I go to talk to women about HIV and AIDS, and but most of the conversation that I always start off the conversation about it, um, to talk to them about being healthy and, uh-huh. you know, changing their lifestyles, you know, eating healthy, working out, um, uh, and also, you know, emotionally, trying to make oh. sure they keep themselves away from a lot of stressful situations, you know, try to avoid, you know, stress as much as possible because stress is a big killer and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, and uh, and sometimes, you know, it's hard to avoid it, but it's so important that your mental health is, is yes. as, you know, intact as your physical health. Um, and so we talk a lot about that um, when we do speeches mm-hmm. and when we talk to the women um, because, you know, just like, you know, uh, uh, the first lady, you know, this whole campaign mm-hmm. about kids and, you know, getting getting people healthy. You know, a lot of our minority neighbor neighborhoods, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just the kids, it's the parents, too, and, it's the, and mostly the women, you know, that are not healthy um, because they're not eating healthy. They're I find that women tend to take care of everybody else in the family and forget about themselves. They're so busy, you know, trying to work Mm -hmm. and take care of their kids and then take care of their husband or or trying to raise kids without, you know, a husband. Um, And then any little bit of money they get or any little bit of time they get, they give it to them, you know. Um, That's true. and and, And then... if there is an elderly person in the family, they take on that too. So it's like all, you know, these things compounded together that can cause a lot of stress. And so it's so important to try to figure out ways to alleviate that stress. You know, you might not be able to get away from all of that, but maybe you can take a little time once a week, find some time or once a day, even if it's just two hours, just find some time to yourself to be able to just, you know, uh, digress, you know what I mean? And and, um, just have some me time. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and sometimes that can help a little bit. And then, you know, again, you know, figure out a plan. So anyway, to me, the, I think it's important to talk about health to women, uh-huh. to um, help maybe to alleviate some of these numbers going up so high. I, I think you're absolutely right. One of the things as you were talking about this, and I know in a lot of the underserved communities, um, what I find when I visit them um, these communities, they have stores there, but they don't carry the healthy foods. 
They're not carrying mm-hmm. a lot of the vegetables, the fresh vegetables. Uh, I go in these mm-hmm. markets sometimes just to see uh, what's what what they're getting. Um, and then uh, I, I think that's a challenge too for some of these neighborhoods. They just don't even carry their products. And then I'll talk to the manager of the store and I say, "Well, people don't buy them. We don't we don't get them, you know, buying certain vegetables, so they don't stock them." Um, so that's one of the things. Sometimes I think. Uh, having the this accessible to them and available in these communities, uh, and I think sometimes maybe in our churches we can take a better role in maybe talking about physical exercise because I had one of the physical uh, one of my trainers said you know one way of <laughs> physical exercise is walk out your front door. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean you know walk out your front door and take a walk. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be and you got to right. join a dram and pay money, but you can just walk. Um, around yep. the block, or walk. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things I think that's admirable that you guys talk about having a healthy ho- uh, lifestyle, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and particularly what's happening in some of the underdeserved, underserved uh, communities. Now, what do you do to decompress? We talked about decompressing, and I said, "What is?" Because you have a great figure, and I know you're decompressing and <laughs> exercising <laughs> and eating healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always, uh, you know, trying to f- find the the healthiest way of eating. So I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, looking at different, um, not necessarily like diets, but di- different healthy options uh, and healthy ways of eating. Um, and, you know, talking to nutritionists, I go see a nutritionist regularly to mm-hmm. just, you know, get new ideas on, you know, what's good to eat because you know mm-hmm. as you go along in life you know different you need different uh nutrition for different stages of life you know when you get to you know the menopause stage you know there's certain things that you know that you used to be able to just eat a salad and the weight came off and now it doesn't <laughs> so you have to right. really like dig in there and figure out like what foods are the are the best foods to eat you know that for your health now and you know what mm-hmm. foods are the best foods to avoid um, and, and and that's different at different stages of life. Um, but for me, you know, I'm always looking at the food, and I'm always uh, working out. I love to work out. I've I've been working out since um, probably in my 30s, um, just to it's a way to let off steam, uh-huh. and um, and also get a little exercise and stay in shape at the same time. Um, and and I a, think it's, it's good for your trainer? mind as well as your body um, because if you're if you're stressed, you know, and you don't let off that steam or and, and let and it it mean physically and in your you know your mind, mm-hmm. you know, to stay get away from whatever it is that's stressing you out for a few minutes or an hour, it's a big deal and it makes a big difference on your body. Um, so I yeah I do that I I it's really important like what I eat. And, mm-hmm. and and I make sure I work out at least four times a week. Um, wow. And um, let's see, what else do I do? Do you have a personal um, trainer? Uh, yes, do, do you have a personal trainer? But I, I have a trainer um, that is a Pilates instructor, though. I, I don't really oh, okay. have a, you know, go to the gym and have a trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I believe I, I I like to do Pilates, and I and I also okay. started going to a water workout class because, like I said before, I used to be a runner, but now mm-hmm. at this age, <laughs> running is not <laughs> such a great option for me because my knees are getting bad. So I started doing a water kind of aerobic wor- workout class, and it's been okay. great on my body, and it also um, been getting great results from it. 
Okay, I better get in the water. I got a swimming pool. Yeah, I better get I'm in that you. water and start doing my own water workout. It's a great workout because you don't have the impact on your yeah. bone, you know, your knees mm-hmm. and your ankles and joints. Yep. It's a great well, way to work good. out that's... and you get a good workout. Okay, that is that is so good. And I hope the women <laughs> out there are listening about eating yeah. healthy, exercising, uh, and it helps to de-stress and decompress. Now, yeah, and, and make what? sure, as, as I said earlier, make sure you mm-hmm. take that, that little bit of time for yourself, whether it's to take 20 minutes and go read a book. I mean, I don't know what your schedule is like, but if you can get away for an hour, if you can get away for, you know, a day, or, and mm-hmm. you don't have to go far, sometimes you just shut yourself in your room. <laughs> but take a minute to get away, you know, and if you can't, you know, like I said, if you can't get a lot of time, then start with an hour. And, you know, and then keep building it up until you can, you know, you get a whole day. But it's important to have me time and it's important to have a time where you just have a, you know, a getaway time that, you know, for you. Right, right. It is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even when we take those flights, they say, what do you, the stewardess tell you? Put on your oxygen mask first. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> right. To put on those oxygen exactly. masks first. Now, as a lively, thriving business entrepreneur, Cookie, I think our listeners want to know what inspired you to launch a business and develop a premium denim line. Um, what what inspired me, Barbara, was the fact that I couldn't find jeans to fit me, and jeans are a you know they're mm-hmm. an item that's a it's in, it's a lifestyle. Um, you know, people are wearing jeans in every aspect of their lives these days. And it, and it's become this thing like the hip, cool pair of jeans. You know, Uh um, if you have a great pair of jeans, then you look good and you feel good about yourself because you Uh can wear them for casual. You can wear them, you can dress them up. You wear them sometimes to work. You can wear them to a great restaurant. You know, it all depends on how you accessorize them. But the bottom line is jeans are here and they're here to stay and they're very important, you know, within our mm-hmm. lifestyle. Because we, like, you know, I think life too is becoming a little more casual, you know, like people right. are really into working out and people are really into, you know, taking a minute, taking a breath. And so it, you you do more things in that casual setting and, and jeans are right a, a big part of that. And I had a problem because I wanted to wear those jeans and I couldn't find a pair to fit me right. And I, okay. I knew that I, you know, wasn't the only woman out there with this type of body type where I had hips and I had thighs, mm-hmm. you know, and I have calves um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't squeeze in those Gloria Vanderbilt jeans a <laughs> hundred years ago. And I knew, and I was, I was thin. This was a hundred years ago in college and I was thin then. And, and so I knew that yeah. it had to do with a body shape, not necessarily weight, but it, mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with your shape. And no one did a gene that addressed a woman with a shape, you know, Hips. with a curve, <laughs> um, with a lot of curves. And so I decided to do that. And, um, you know, it, it was also a time in my life where the kids were getting older. They were they're in junior high school and high school. And, you know, I was looking for something to do. And I, my frustration just led me right to this business. I'm like, I'm frustrated. And, you know, I have the time to do it. So. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tackle this and see what happens. <laughs> now, also, so I did it. 
I, I believe you because what I was thinking about, I was going back to what you told me, you know, about what you went to school for and how yes. you know, thought you'd end up sewing and designing and, and being a yes. buyer. And, and I think all of this is great. And again, I, I bring into this aspect of how God dictates our steps. And so here you mm-hmm. come years later and there's a, a turnaround, but you'd already been prepared for it with the background that you had in college. And so here you come with a gene line. And so now did you, did you have them? Um, well, I want to say it this way. I modeled a pair of your jeans. I was privileged to do that yeah. when I was a size eight. But I mean, you have jeans that they were the slim fitting jeans. You have some that are yeah. that were slim fitting. So I was able yeah. to wear the slim fit, got a lot of raves uh, about those jeans. So I know they're great. So uh-huh. what is your, what's uh, the success today? I know you're in Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus. Yeah, and we're, we're, um, boutiques. Uh-huh. Well, we're, we're Nordstrom's online right now. We're Nordstrom's online. We're okay. um, in Neiman Marcus stores. We're also in, um, about 200 specialty stores across the country. We're on HSN now. We're also on HSN online. We're on HSN live shows. Um, we're on Amazon.com, um, Zappos.com. Uh, and, you know, just reaching out and trying to get into more retail outlets. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. Now, I know, I, I know that that is great for women to know that they can get these online. Uh, yes. and all these different HSN and uh, Amazon.com. That's good to know uh, because yeah, really, you know, as you said, the key is, to happiness well, now is jeans. <laughs> yeah, because you know what we found out is, you know, retail is going into a new direction. You know, there's there's the stores, but um, online business, website business is like going crazy, you know, and there's so many uh-huh. websites out there now, new websites, because I think because our woman, you know, uh, she's very busy. She, she's trying to work. She's trying to, she has a family. Mm-hmm. She's trying to take care of her family, you know, and um, so she doesn't have a lot of time sometimes to shop. So a lot of people are resorting to shopping online, which is why we're trying to make sure that we take advantage of that and, and get on, you know, a lot of websites. And, and that's where a lot of retail business is happening right now. You know, the business is booming online. I think a lot of businesses booming online, not just retail. There are a lot of other uh, other yeah. aspects of it. But social media, I mean, it's getting so that people really don't want to go out of the home to get their services. Uh, I have exactly. people coaching online. I actually coach online. So, yeah. Um, one of the things, what what uh, is next? What's your vision for the future in terms of the the line or clothing line? You, are you planning something else as it relates to clothing line? Yeah, well, we're we're working on another like um, sort of division subdivision of our line, um, and it it's going to be more affordable because we are in the premium market. So I'm working mm-hmm. on some stuff that that will be more for more affordable um, and uh, more in the career um, area. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to launch a career uh, line that has the same principles as our denim where it, it fits a different body type. It fits a body type with, you know, curves and it still has um, contemporary styling to it. You know, a lot of, a lot of the, whatever the trends are, uh-huh. um, it'll have the style styling, but 
a different body fit, and it will be more affordable. Oh, that's great. And it's going to be that called is, Belief yeah. by CJ. So I'm working on launching that. What is it going to be called? Very soon. Believe by CJ. Believe. Yes. Believe by CJ. Wow. Now, how did you choose the name Believe by CJ? <laughs> I might well, you not know, ask. Is that, was that, I mean, is it B-E-L-I-E-V-E? No. Sorry? Is it spelled B-E-L-I-E-V-E? Believe yes. by CJ. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I know. Well, because like I told you, the God is the source of everything for me. And, you know, he was he blessed me with this business. And so it was to me, I felt like it was a tribute to him. Um, And even with my jeans, my jeans um, are named after the fruits of the spirit. Um, so my one style is our staple style is is called faith. It's a straight leg. Um, Our boot cut style is called grace. Um, our legging style is called joy. Um, and then, so I, I try to name, um, use, you know, inspirational names from the Bible to, um, uh, they, they're like the names of my genes and to, you know, filter throughout my, my, um, company. And so when I was trying to think of another name, you know, it had to be CJ. So they know it was a division of CJ, but, um, I also had to get that, spirit in there. So that's why I called it Believe. I love it. And I'm so glad you explained that uh, to our listeners out there, because truly, uh, I believe that integrating, as I said earlier, certainly God is number one in my life. And I give him all the credit and honor due, because truly, he's the one that opened the door for me to even have this show, Transformation for Success. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I think when I thought about what you were saying, I said, I I modeled the leggings. So that was joy. And my name Barbara means coming with joy. So I, I thought oh, it was wow. interesting. when you said that, uh, the leggings were joy. Uh, and that's what I, what I wore in that fashion show. Uh, I am so happy to hear that because, and that's one of the things that I think uh, has been probably the stable part for you and your husband is your firm belief in God and, and staying yes. with him and letting him guide you and lead you. I think that's important for listeners out there to know because so many people, I think we talked about people who are successful, and but success comes in many ways. There are some people who are successful, but where does their success come? And I remember our bishop saying, if I can get it through you, I will get it to you. And that sort of lets me segue into how much of a philanthropist that you have been and speak a little bit, if you'd like to, a little bit about that, because I know your heart, to someone out there that may have funds or, hey, have, say, have means, what would you say to them? Because there's so much that we can do when you do have the funds to support and to help people. Well, when you say that, there's a scripture uh, that comes to mind that says, to whom much is given, much is required. <laughs> I, I and we're going to say that, that one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what we live by, you know. And um, my husband and I have always had that philosophy, you know, that God blessed us. That means we have to turn around and bless others. He, I don't think he he did not give us this to keep to ourselves. Um, and he's he's shown that in several of his scriptures and several of his of the, of the stories of the Bible. Um, and so we really, I take that scripture to heart: to whom much is given, much is required. And I have to tell you, when you do 
listen to that. When you do abide by God's word and do what he asks you to do, oh, my God, the blessings just fall down. They, like, rain on you. And they it says come they out overtake of nowhere. You. The blessings will overtake you. <laughs> yes, they come out of nowhere. And, mm-hmm. and and even though you're not doing it for the blessings, it's just so pleasantly, you know, surprising to have those blessings come down, you know, on you I when know. you've done something like that. So, I think it's know, wonderful. It, it definitely is what we're supposed to do. And even when you do it, you'll be surprised at how much, you know, God will, you know, smile on you and love you and just throw down those blessings for you. I think that's wonderful. And certainly he has certainly blessed you and magic. And I am privileged, privileged to be your friend. And thank you mm-hmm. again for being on the show today. I want to um, say that as this wonderful woman that you are, Cookie, and I know you've touched a lot of people today with your story, and I know they've benefited from your sharing from your heart. But what motivational or I would say biblical quotes that have helped you through difficult times, uh, if you could share with the audience? I know we just said one, to whom much is given, much is required. Are there any other special biblical quotes that you stand on, you and Magic both, that have helped you through some difficult times. Yeah, there's always those scriptures. You know, we keep all those scriptures in our pocket, right? <laughs> Whenever there's, <laughs> you know, a, a trying time, you know, we, that's that's mm-hmm. the whole point is learn those scriptures so you can use them when you need them. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of them. The other one is um, uh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what? what and the other one is uh, put uh, put the kingdom of God first. Um, and then all these things will be added unto you. Um, what's another one that I go by? Um, and you know, there's a, the Psalm 91, Psalm 91 is, is mm-hmm. really important to me because when we, you know, when my, we found out about my husband's HIV and, and, you know, we, our whole life was turned upside down. That was mm-hmm. the scripture that I opened the Bible up to. Um, and just started reading it. And it's, and to this day, it's, it's the one that I go back to whenever anything, you know, bothers me or worries me. Um, mm-hmm. It's Psalm 91, and that's abiding under the protection and the presence of the Lord. Um, and, you know, when you read that scripture, you just get so reinforced that, you know, God is with you. He will never leave you. And he's always there, you know, supporting you and fighting your battles for you. That is so wonderful, and that is so true. I mean, telling you, you said talked about my favorite scriptures, Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be. He didn't say might be, will be added to you. Will be. That's right. <laughs> Well, it's about that time to wrap up the show today. But listeners, I know you've enjoyed hearing from the very talented and committed woman of purpose, woman of passion and commitment in today's world. I know you've enjoyed her transparency and her moving, amazing story of transformation success and the valuable lessons that she's learned along the way. So, Cookie, I want to wish you continued blessings and success on your transformation journey. As Robert Louis Stevenson once said, old or young, we're on our last cruise, and we want it to mean something. It's never too late. Age is only a number. So my advice and last final word to you today is to assist you on your cruise 
Learn to live your life. Learn all your life. Learn from your failures. Learn from your successes. And when you hit a rough spot in your life, ask yourself, what is it trying to teach me? And remember, lessons aren't always happy ones, but they keep coming. We learn by maturing and growing. We learn by caring more. We learn by loving more. We learn by giving more. And truly, truly, our guest today has shown that giving is the best way to live one's life. We learn by truly giving our best and expecting the best and learning that you need to enjoy the now. Make sure you have plenty of joy and love each day this week. And listen next week as I will have another dynamic guest. And this is Dr. B, your success coach, signing off. Until next Tuesday, be inspired, be motivated, be encouraged, be challenged, and be ever transformed for the greatness that is within you. Have a very blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.